Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Thursday morning. Here we are, one week away from the NFL draft. Nick Sirianni, the new Eagles head coach, he might not even be 40 years old yet. He's 39, but he's already talking like he's been a coach in the league for 20 years. Everything's wide open. Everybody's got to earn their job. I'm sitting here with a couple of players who probably at least appreciate that mentality. But perception is reality. We saw what happened last year with the end of Hertz. Wentz moving on to Indy. Sirianni coming from Indy to Philly. Good morning. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance in 15 minutes. The big sports story from overnight, LeBron James and his comments. We'll get the comments of these guys, though, on decidedly something a little bit lighter. The draft key. The Eagles have the 12th pick. I just want you to hear this in full from Nick Sirianni, and then we'll get your oh, hold thoughts. Hold on, Zubin. What do you got? I, I was listening to Prince. Yeah, right at Alan, the top. kick that up some more, man. Did you, did you have the chaps? No. Since you love him so much, man. No, you don't like with Prince? You, with your butt out. Man, uh, come on, a, man. I got, a, I got a Prince guitar. Alan, man, where's the Prince music, man? Give me some. Turn it back up. <laughs> Stop playing with it. Man, that's I want to hear some. <laughs> uh, he done forgot how to push the buttons now. We're going to do the There could be some money involved, too. I'll be playing that. Sports. Oh, well, that, that may be true. We don't want to burn <laughs> through our sponsor dollars yet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Budget's yeah. apparently back up. So. That's, that's good, though, but. Yeah, you're going to get that invoice from that Prince um, estate. He's got a lot no, of. We got do. a new album coming out. Yeah, Y'all a lot of fun. unreleased music. They, they have a ton of unreleased yeah, music exactly. prior to his untimely premature death. Yeah. Man. Have you ever seen him live in concert? Nah, man. I probably I in my lifetime. What, the, the, what do you mean? He you, performed at the Super Bowl. He had a great yeah, Super Bowl halftime. Purple Rain in the Rain. I probably. I would say in my lifetime, 12 times, I would think. 12? So, so 12? Were, you, were you Prince or a Michael Jackson fan? I mean, I enjoyed them beef. both. You know there's beef. No, but I enjoyed them both. Different music, different type of music. I mean, it's just different, but I enjoyed them both. Got it. What okay. about you, Zubin? Um, more Michael Jackson. Did you, I mean, did, Tim, I mean, did you have a chat? Did you have a chat? Okay, now we need to move on to sports because <laughs> this dude is talking out of his left ear. Let the record show for once it wasn't me that wanted to move on to something. <laughs> yes, in terms of please. Sports. It was actually key this time. So yes. mark that one down for the record. Okay, pardon the pun here, but uh, Nick Sirianni didn't want to uh, purple rain on Jalen Hurts' parade here. Everybody thought Jalen might be the starter that got Wentz out. He came in. He played well. Fiasco week 17, Sudfell, but it kind of <laughs> he's still upset. What? This dude, I'm just laughing at Bart, man. He's just go ahead, though. Okay. So I gotta step. It God. seems like it seems like Hertz has earned the opportunity to be the starter. He's overcome adversity every step of the way, right? Alabama benched, came in for Tua, followed Heisman finalists, winners in Baker Mayfield, and Kyler Murray at Oklahoma succeeded in both of those spots. And now he's got the opportunity to overcome his latest challenge in Philly. But the first challenge, apparently, according to Sirianni, is going to be just winning the job outright. It's not going to be handed to Jalen by any means. To name any starters at this particular time, I just we've been working with these guys for two days, right? We've been working with these guys for two days. My biggest thing is competition. It's Again, we've talked a little bit about my core values. It's my second core value. It's this team's second core value. Competition's a huge thing. Um, and we're going to have competition at every position. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Okay, Keith, pardon, Yo, the, pun, what up? pardon the pun here. Should Hertz be uh, chapped at those comments? Oh, God, I'm no. I'm just put it out there. No, I'm just laughing. At no, he shouldn't. And, and, I, and I think when you look at it, you're a new head coach. You want to come in and you want to establish yourself and who you are and the way you do things. 
And if I was a new head coach, I probably would take the Joe Judge approach or something like that where you don't even have stickers on the side of your helmets until you earn it. You don't even have, you know, the logo. You don't even have the name on the back of your jersey till you earn it. And I think every coach does things differently. Uh, in the back of their mind, Jalen Hurts, and if you remember on this show, and Evan could say, chime in and Allen as well, it, if you remember I said when Jay Will was here, I said what's going to happen is they're either going to deal Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter. And this was during the season when Jalen Hurts took over. And we talked about the Carson Wentz, yep. Jalen Hurts situation. I said, they're either going to deal him or he comes back and he becomes the starter in a competition in the spring and the summer. And they name Wentz the starter with a quick hook if he's still there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's Jalen Hurts' job mm-hmm. as the starting quarterback until he loses it. Mm-hmm. Now, they have the 12th pick. Do I think they're going to draft a quarterback at the 12th pick? No. But do I think if there's an opportunity somewhere in the draft, whether it's the second to third round to get back into the late first round, whatever it is, are they going to add another quarterback that is young as Jalen Hurts to this roster? Yes, absolutely 100%. And that quarterback will – push Jalen Hurts as far as they can Mm -hmm. with Joe Flacco as a veteran in the room teaching these young quarterbacks how to be a professional. This happens at every position, at every level in the National Football League. It's nothing new. I think we're all surprised by Nick Seriano's comments and being a new head coach where everyone automatically assumes, Bart, that he's the starter by default, which is not necessarily the case. Well, he's still a young quarterback, so he has to earn his spot. And, I mean, if it really was an open competition, I think Joe Flacco would have an opportunity to be the better quarterback for this team right now, especially early on. There's still a lot for for Jalen Hurts to learn, but you're saying he's our future. We're going to allow him to play, but we want him to fight for it a little bit. We want him to earn it. Um, Nick's coming in, and he has to be careful, right? Because, you know, in that locker room, there's still a lot of veteran players that have been there during the glory years. And you have to worry about the fact that he doesn't – he's not going to come in with respect. He's going to have to earn that respect. But so, for that, he's trying to trying to prove to them that he's a guy that they can trust in the foxhole. I mean, because no matter what, I guarantee you that there's people on that roster that wanted Deuce Staley to be the head coach of that football team, thought he had paid his dues. So, they're watching him with a close eye and seeing how he reacts to situations. And you won't know what type of coach this guy is until, until they have a two-game losing streak and see what happens. You know, so everybody right now is auditioning, trying to fill each other out. And um, he, what he can't do is try and be somebody else. He has to be authentically himself because we'll see through that so quickly and he'll lose the locker room really fast. And, and when you look at it, Jalen Hurst being one and three as a starter, didn't play great, didn't play awful, but didn't play great. Didn't play Oklahoma, Alabama football for the four games that he was in. He just kind of was getting his feet wet, had a few splash plays here and there, made you, you know, you, you saw – some things it made you think, okay, I think he'll be okay with time. And that's what you're looking at at the quarterback spot. Look, man, he's young. Okay, he's got plenty of time. There's no rush. Uh, what's, what's today's date, 22nd or something like that? Yes, it is, April 22nd. So yesterday was the 21st of April. Mm-hmm. The season doesn't start till September. Yep. Why in the hell do I need to name a starter on the 21st of April when I got all this time to make a decision Anything can happen between now and the start of the season. All of a sudden, not that it'll ever happen, but all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers lands in my lap. You know, it's just he, – But he's going to learn early on, Key, 
that that's the type of stuff he is going to have to navigate through Philly. Yeah. Philly has a very crafty, you know, like New York, very crafty media, and they're going to pull it out of him. And all this energy that he had, I mean, his first uh, press conference was a debacle. It was embarrassing. You know what I mean? He's, you know, he seemed super nervous. Now it seems like he's settled in a little bit. But they're going to continue to poke and pry, and if they struggle, we're going to see what he's really made out of because he's going to try and have to come out but do and you, say everything without saying nothing. But do you really take – a lot into consideration for from a press conference, first press conference, second per any press conference for a coach in particular, Zubin, think about it. Unlike me and Bart, every single time or every day that we're in a locker room, you're standing around waiting for us to come in the locker room to ask us some silly-ass questions. <laughs> he may talk to the media as an assistant coach yep. five times throughout the course of a year, with snippets in small little bites about a specific player. Layups. 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 Not, nothing about an entire team in structure. He's asking you, hey, for, for instance, you know, do you think Zubin's going to be able to go today? How's his right foot? That, that's all he's getting as an assistant coach. He's not getting tough questions. And so it's probably new to him <laughs> to be in front of the media and have any type of dialogue that make any sense at all. I uh, can't wait for the first, like, time management issues, stuff like that, man. We're going to see what this dude made because they'll, they'll chew you up out of it. Listen, they got really nothing else to talk about but the Eagles. Eagles is We're talk about the Sixers, the Flyers, yeah, the, Sixers. the Phillies. Yeah, but, you know, football is different, man. Bad cheesesteaks? With, 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 with whiz. <laughs> Here we go. So we'll see what happens. Last thing I would mention, a lot of people were surprised that Sirianni got the job. Not that he wasn't well thought of in NFL circles, but when the Eagles hired him, there was a little bit of collective head scratching yeah. saying, Where Deuce Staley was right there. He interviewed for the job. Him. He had been there forever, man. Yeah. Deuce is not another, another black man that got that lost his job. Hey, hey man, we break on our show on time. <laughs> Calm down. Go, Zubin. All right. Straight talk, wireless, no contract. No compromise. As I mentioned, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear on the Goodyear hotline. On the way, LeBron James's multifaceted response to the latest officer-involved shooting involving an African-American. Complicated. We'll get into LeBron's tweet, deleting of the tweet, and what it all means. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Justice was done. It's hard to celebrate because it doesn't bring back George Floyd. You know, hopefully this will send a message. You, you just have to do right. We're going to hold you accountable no matter who you are. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. There at the top from Stan Van Gundy, one of 10 teams in the NBA that took the floor on Tuesday, the same day the George Floyd verdict came down. Guilty, guilty, guilty. For Derek Chauvin, you heard a cavalcade of voices there from the league that has been ahead of any other on social justice. And speaking of the Floyd verdict, I want to dig into the latest officer-involved shooting. Give me a minute to set this up. Welcome back. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott, Key in the house. Jay will be back next week. LeBron James finds himself involved in this particular situation. But let me just give you the rundown here as quickly as I can, as cogently as I can, and then we'll get the guys Thoughts. So the latest incident actually took place just minutes before the verdict came down in the Chauvin trial on Tuesday. It took place in Columbus, Ohio. Michael Woods is the interim police chief there. And if you've been following this particular story, the police department immediately released the body camera footage and the emergency 911 call of what I'm about to tell you. Chaotic type scene in the city's southeast side, Columbus, Ohio. Officer Nicholas Reardon, with the force since December of 2019 and white, arrives on the scene. He sees a physical altercation, including several people. The video clearly shows about seven people in a driveway. Again, kind of a crazy scene. Micaiah Bryant, 16-year-old black teenager, is seen lunging at someone else using a knife. The altercation continues with all of these people in the driveway. The officer shouts several times for Bryant to get down. He eventually fires four shots. She slumps to the ground. She's taken to a hospital, and she later is pronounced dead. LeBron James, of course, grew up in Akron, Ohio. It's about 125 miles northeast of Columbus, but I don't think the proximity really matters. LeBron has obviously weighed in on any and all issues involving these types of incidents, which we've seen far too often. He put three tweets out there, and I'm going to go one at a time. He put a tweet out there essentially showing a photo of that officer, Nicholas Reardon, along with the caption, your next hashtag accountability and next to that had an hourglass emoji. He then deleted that particular tweet, the one that said your next hashtag accountability. LeBron then put forth two more tweets to explain why he deleted that tweet. I'm just going to stay up front here. LeBron had some uh, misspellings. I think a couple of things he may have been typing fast or maybe he just his fingers on the phone. So I'm going to clean up what he said just to give the full accurate account of what I think he meant to say. I'm not switching any words or context. I think he just made a couple of mistakes while typing. So this is the cleaned up version from LeBron. Anger does not do any of us any good. And that includes myself. Gathering all the facts and educating does though. My anger still is here for what happened to that little girl. My sympathy for her family and made justice Prevail. He then put a secondary tweet out there. I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took the tweet down because it's being used to create more hate. This isn't about one officer. It's about the entire system. And they always use our words to create more racism. I am so desperate for more accountability with that final word coming in capital letters. So there's the rundown of what happened in that latest particular situation and LeBron's response. Key, your response. I, I certainly <clears throat> I certainly understand where LeBron is coming from um in the frustration, right? I mean it, when when you are constantly every single day or week, month, year, whatever the case may be, consistently seeing p- 
people that look like you gunned down in the streets for whatever reasons by police officers is frustrating. And, and so when you're in the moment right there with that frustration, you may say something, you may tweet something out, you push sin, and then you got to take it back and then explain to those that are out there so they have a full understanding. And I kind of get where he's going with people trying to create a certain narrative and create more hate and racism. And I know he's talking about certain news outlets. I'm not going to give them any credit, but I could read between the lines because that continuously happens. We all see it. We're not stupid. We're not dumb. Um, When you, you know, you got a 16 year old that is in a confrontation and that officer felt the need to fire four shots to deescalate the confrontation. I'm not a police officer. I'm not trained the way that they're trained. So I really don't know all of the facts. What I do know though, is I am like LeBron. I am tired of talking about these issues every damn day. Like it's enough's enough. Now, whoever makes the decision, the attorney general or whoever decides that they're going to bring charges up against this particular officer based on the facts that they find at the end of the day, we just hope accountability in the family and everything else prevails. That's all we can ask for at this point in time until everything actually is out there in front of us, but enough's enough. I, I was having a conversation with you and Bart earlier before our show even started. I don't ever really see non me, my eyes. Not that it's never happened before, but my damn eyes. I don't ever see non-black and brown individuals just shot down in confrontations when they don't have guns or things of that nature. She was in a confrontation with somebody else, but it seems like to me that you would be trained enough to try to de-escalate that confrontation without using lethal force. But again, I'm not trained. I can only go off of what I see and what I think I know. Um, I never really see, I've never seen with my eyes a white kid just gunned down in the streets or a white man gunned down in the streets. What I've seen is them talk belligerent to the police and get off. I've seen them gun people down and been taken to places to get food. I've seen those things, but I, I, I it just, no, man, I'm so damn tired of it. Well, what it is, kids, is fatigue, right? It's fatigue because as you're celebrating justice for George Floyd, you know, you don't get a breath. You don't get a time to kind of just be able to de-escalate and decompress before you have another shooting. As the George Floyd was, um, you know, trial was taking place, you had the, the, the uh, Deontay Wright yes. right, shooting. And then, you know, but, you know, not all things are, are created equally. So I think context matters. And I think what, what LeBron is kind of talking about is, you know, his words matter because sometimes people who may not be informed has not seen the video rush to judgment. And you have to also look at every case individually. This was slightly a different thing because it was an armed altercation yes. where, you know, the, the young lady had a knife and you would hope that, you know, through her foolishness or through foolishness or altercations like 
big fights. Like, I'm from the hood. We've seen big fights, gang fights, and stuff like that. You will hope that you can be able to come out of this incident on the other side of that without anybody losing their life. So that's what we hope that, you know, maybe sometimes the altercations with cops and you talk about being able to de-escalate situations um, for anybody that's watched it. I've watched it. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's a slightly different from a unarmed traffic stop. And it's just unfortunate that a young lady who was, you know, doing something that you know, we wish all wish she can take back, um, lost her life and she won't be able to be the great person that she could have been and co- uh, contributed to society. Yeah, and I would encourage anybody that wants to watch the body cam footage, as Bart said, it's out there and you can make your own judgments. It's out there very easy to find. I was watching it this morning. On the way, back to the NFL draft. One of our insiders says there's a 90% chance Mac Jones goes at number three despite all the recent criticism. Key disagrees 100% that Mac Jones goes number three and says if it happens, 100% chance Mac has to win the Super Bowl to validate it all. We'll jump into that, all of it. A week before the draft on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. And right now this morning on ESPN2. Wind it up. Got it downfield. Got a man. Leaping grab by Waddle inside the 10. Bomb thrown by Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is going to be the riser in this draft. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. Steph Curry is human. <laughs> Apparently, Steph Curry is human. He only scored 18 last night in a loss to the Wizards that ends his marvelous streak of scoring at least 30 and 11. No MVP games. votes. <laughs> it's all over. It's all over. He had actually had the longest streak of 30 point games by any player age 33 or older. He was averaging seven threes a game in the span, but that has come to an end. Lakers star LeBron James deleting a tweet Wednesday about the fatal police shooting of 16 year old black teenager Micaiah Bryant, killed by a white police officer named Nicholas Reardon. After Reardon rolled up to a scene, a chaotic scene at a driveway in Columbus, Ohio, the initial tweet from LeBron said, quote, your next hashtag accountability with a photo of Reardon. He then walked back those tweets, put out a couple more tweets to explain his viewpoint further. The NFL's schedule 2021 will be released on May 12th. Shows the power of the league. We all, You already know your favorite team. You already know everybody they're playing. You just don't know the dates. But this particular show on the 12th garners incredible interest, which just goes to show literally anything and everything around the NFL is top-of-the-line news. Regular season opener will be Thursday, September 9th, likely involving, of course, the Tampa Bay Bucks. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out every game's a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs, and it takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear more driven. That's the voice of Marcus Spears, a program changer indeed, although nobody thought that when he rolled up to Alabama in 2017 when the Crimson Tide had to pry him away from that football powerhouse known as the University of Kentucky. Four years later, they're talking top three pick. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline will talk to the NFL insider Kimberly A. Barton here in just about 12 minutes. She's got a very bold prediction involving the 49ers in the third overall pick. We'll let Kim spill the beans on that in 12 minutes. We're also brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Cars, boats, homes, motorcycles, RVs, commercial vehicles, all at Progressive and Progressive.com. Our Chris Mortensen taking a rather progressive stance even though everybody right now is on the get off the Mac Jones bandwagon, he's saying the one team that is essentially firmly on the bandwagon is the only team and only opinion that counts. What I am hearing is that this is Mac Jones, and it's in the 90th percentile in terms of likely to be picked there uh, when they made that trade from 12 to 3. That was the pick. But there was a 10% margin there, and i trying to sort out well, who's got the advantage between Trey Lance and Justin Fields on that remaining percentage? I was told Trey Lance probably over Justin Fields. But this Mac Jones, right now, you would have to put your money down. I know Vegas says differently that it will be Mac Jones. To the 49ers. So let's just set this up. March 26th, the 49ers rock, rock the NFL community by essentially agreeing to trade three first-rounders and a third-round pick to move up to the number three spot in the draft, and that's when all the Mac Jones frenzy began, showing up at Max Pro Day, all of that. Bart, you made a very interesting point, which is to say, in order to create buzz, you have to have a marketplace. And if nobody really wants you, the marketplace is nil. But if someone wants you, then everything begins. The best evidence I can give, Bart, to your point, and we'll let you expound on it here, is, once again, keep in mind, March 26th. That's when the trade happened to move up. Mel Kuyper Jr. had his latest mock draft released four days before that. So March 22nd, before we had any idea that the Niners were going to be making a move like this and they coveted Mac Jones this way. On March 22nd, before any of the buzz started, 
Mel Kuyper Jr., who will join us, by the way, this morning, later in our final hour, had the Pats taking Mac Jones at 15. Far cry from three. Exactly. At 15. Mel's compatriot, Todd McShay, he had his most previous mock draft a little bit earlier, February 10th, so over a month before the 49ers made the move. He had Mac Jones going to the Bears at the 12th pick with Chicago making a trade to move up from 20 to 12. (laughs) So suddenly, March 26th, now the 49ers are at three. Mac Jones talks begin. But according to our experts here, Bart, before this trade was made and anybody started talking about Mac Jones, he was outside the top 10. Exactly. And we were always kind of linking him and Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. And that's the thing, right? You know, San Francisco created this entire buzz for somebody that they could have got. And listen, if Mac Jones is picked outside the top 10, we're not saying anything, right? The same thing that happened with Gettleman. Like with Daniel Jones is picked not six in that draft, then we're not complaining about it. When you make a move and you give up so much draft equity for a player, the expectations are high that he has to be a special player. Top 10 is like the, the 10 is like the range where you say in the 10, you need to get a two time pro bowl or multi-year pro bowler, or maybe a gold jacket. And Mac Jones may be a good player. We, I'm just saying he's not a player that you give up two first round draft picks and a third to move up to get. And, and, and I don't know if they got spooked. If all of a sudden they, they thought that somebody else was going to move up and get them. But these are usually things that happen on draft day. And I feel like San Francisco made a move that's a move that could get people fired if he can't play dead in a country western or in a, in a western movie. You know, then there's somebody's going to lose his job because this guy is not, in my opinion, not worth the move. Right now, if it was Justin Fields, if this was Zach Wilson, if this was somehow Trevor Lawrence, if, if, if we thought that maybe Urban Meyer was going to go with Justin Fields, then I could understand that. But they created the buzz, and they were the only team that was willing to move up to get Mac Jones. Here's what I would say, and I think this is something that I think really comes to the surface when it comes to the surface. I know Key likes to joke that he's not in the media. but this I'm is not the- <laughs> in the media. My ID doesn't say media. It right. says Disney. Since he retired, he spent years on TV and radio, but Key is, not- right. <laughs> Key is not in the media. I will tell you this. To your point, I'm going to double down on what you say. A lot of times what happens in the media is we fall in love with something until the moment we don't. Let me explain exactly. what I mean here to Bart's point. When Mike Mayock was an NFL draft analyst. He's currently the general manager of the Raiders. By title. By title, even though everybody knows John Gruden is really (laughs) calling all the shots. But Mike Mayock is a general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. Prior to that, he worked for the NFL Network, where he was their Mel Kuyper Jr., their top draft analyst. And when he took the job with the Raiders, it was a huge media story. This is unbelievable, because it's like Mel or Todd suddenly becoming a GM. Suddenly, the skins on the wall, the pellets, all that stuff, it's real. It's not just putting out mock drafts. Now you're being judged everybody right. was like what a great story this guy goes from tv he's going to run a team he's like matt millen whatever you want first pick he makes right this is the ultimate guru <laughs> talent evaluator first pick he makes cleveland farrell great yeah. college player great college player i believe they picked him fourth overall right and as soon as they picked him by the way cleveland's been just okay Surpri- in the surprised nfl surprised everybody he's been okay he surprised everybody but you could have got him later in the draft yeah, max correct. crosby is actually the better player yeah but the pick landed with a thud and the media was like oh man this guy we loved him we loved his analysis <laughs> first time he gets to do it for real in the driver's seat cleveland farrell thud 49ers same thing 
The 49ers are bold. The Eddie DeBartolo 49ers, it's back. They're going for the third pick. They had Montana. They had Young. They had Kaepernick. They had all these guys. They had guys that took them and won the Super Bowl. And the 49ers aren't messing around anymore. Look at how bold this move is. Kyle Shanahan, they're going for it. Until you find out they want to take Mac Jones. And then it comes down with a complete thud. We love things until the moment, Key. We don't. But I never... And look, and, and there's guys that are plugged into that organization that work for us and work at other networks. They they know John Lynch and they know Kyle Shanahan and, and you know, they have deep conversations with them, I'm sure. But I am of the belief that Mac Jones is not what they're traded to go up and get because it doesn't make sense for you to go that high and give up that much capital to get a guy that could, you can get like, I could get him in another spot. Maybe I can't get Justin Fields probably can get Trey Lance. Maybe I can't get Justin Fields though, because if Trevor Lawrence is gone and Wilson's gone, Zach Wilson out of BYU to the Jets at two, mm-hmm. Miami doesn't need it. Cause I, they like what they have. Now let me move up because if if Miami decides to do something at three and take Chase or take uh, 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 Pitts, Pitts. Mm-hmm. now Atlanta's sitting at four, I'm going to miss out on fields. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's it worth to us? It's worth this because I've coached RG3 with my dad. My dad has had John Elway. My dad has had Bubby Brister and Jake Plummer. And I've seen what quarterbacks are like in this league that can extend the play, off-schedule things, can move around. This is what my offense is about. Yes, I work with Matt Ryan because I inherited Matt Ryan. I didn't draft Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan and what we wanted to do in the West Coast system with the toys that we had at our disposal, we were able to get to the Super Bowl with that. But – I prefer this style quarterback. Now, I understand the Mac Jones situation where people get all excited about it, like you said, Zubin, and hyped about it, but I was never one that bought into they're going up to get Mac Jones. I, I just but doesn't what, make any sense. And John Lynch is a smart guy. He was a former teammate of mine. Kyle Shanahan is a smart coach. They're not dumb. They've done – Great things at drafted players in yeah. San Francisco. So, so you're saying if they draft Mac Jones, they are dumb. No, or I'm not too, saying. Or, or no, I'm too, not saying. I'm not or saying they're too smart for their own good, though. I'm not saying that either. What I'm saying is, is that they they made a calculation that despite what we may think, yeah. they think that Mac Jones is the answer for what they want to do. Now, if that's what they believe, that's okay. That's not what I believe. Yeah, I don't believe that he's going to give them long-term success. Mac Jones has to win a damn Super Bowl. That's what you go up to get. You go up to get yeah. a Super Bowl-winning yeah. quarterback. Yeah, That's what you go up to get. You go up and get a franchise. Dude, if I'm giving you two ones and a three, yeah. because if you look at it, those ones might turn out to be high ones depending on how your season goes. Yeah. And if Jimmy Garoppolo somehow doesn't play well and that season goes, yeah. now that one all of a sudden goes, Ooh. But that's the crazy thing, though. You can't do that. That's crazy because we think we know what Kyle Shanahan wants, and we think that's a mobile quarterback like a guy like Justin Fields that can hold the backside linebacker that opens up the playbook because boots are real, waggles are real, throwbacks are real, quarterback keepers are real. 
But this is the same guy that traded for Jimmy G and thought Jimmy G was the answer. Jimmy G is none of those things as well. Well, Jimmy, so, Jimmy G, look, man, he took the team to the Super Bowl. No, no, no. What I'm saying is I'm talking about the type of quarterback. Like, he thought that type of quarterback was the quarterback that was the answer for his team. And he got him to the Super Bowl. But it wasn't because Jimmy G played great. It's because that run game is amazing. It's because uh, Shanahan is able to create windows to throw through because of the run game and the play action because he's such a great, you know, Bart, uh, developer if that, plays. if that ball to Emmanuel Sanders yeah. lands yeah. in his hands instead of a couple feet in front of him, we're not even having San Francisco yeah. 49er conversations, Kimberly. No, no, exactly. But I'm saying that simply because of the type of quarterback. Kimberly, is she there? She is. Kimberly A. Martin joins us this morning. Hey, Kim, I want you to bring us uh, your thoughts on the conversation. A week from today, 49ers got the third pick. What are they going to do with it? Uh, with with Bart and, and Keyshawn, am I going to get a word in edgewise? I'm, I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> listen. I think it comes down to what do the San Francisco 49ers, what do they feel most comfortable with? Do they feel comfortable waiting and and sticking with Jimmy G for the foreseeable future, i.e. 10 games a year and move on? Or are they just ready to start the handover right away? Because if if you want to start somebody right away, then Mac Jones, he's ready to start now. Now, it's funny because when they moved up, and made that trade, I had people texting me, all right, it's either going to be Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Like that, like Trey Lance, like watch out for that kid. Watch out for the North Dakota State kid. Um, but he needs some seasoning. He needs a little seasoning. You can't put him on right away. So um, I, personally, if you're asking me at three, what would you do? I'm not sure Mac Jones. I agree with, with Keyshawn. Uh, Mac Jones at three seems a little – that's a lot to give up, to move up to three and take Mac Jones. But if Shanahan thinks this guy can start right away, then maybe we'll see that. Kim, if if he if some reason the 49ers, John Lynch, and Kyle Shanahan make a decision that he is not the guy at three and they take another quarterback, what happens to Mac Jones? How far, how far do you think he falls? That's a great question because I think right now, this year, we're seeing a lot of QB desperation. We have a lot of teams that either have a guy, for a bridge QB, like a Washington or, or a New England, a Cam Fitz, you know, they've got a guy for this year. But what's the answer for the future? Even, to, even a team like the Steelers, I don't know if they're going to be able to move up from 24. Um, so I don't think Mac really falls that far. You know, like if the Patriots want to take him at 15, I could see that. I could see him falling to 15 or in that, you know, 12 to 15 range. But when you're looking at teams um, like Carolina, D- Denver's a team that do they believe in Drew Locke? They need to figure out their QB situation. So their team you got to watch. Will they try to move up? Will they try to snag a QB? Carolina, you might. They got Sam Darnold. Do they need another QB? Mm. No, I don't think they should get another QB. But if there is a guy that Matt Rule is like, okay, he fell, maybe we should take, maybe we should take a chance on him, or I like him, I didn't think he would be here, you could say Carolina, but I really don't see Mac Jones getting out of the top 15. How, how much pressure is on the 49ers to, with that third pick to pick the right guy, <sighs> um, given that this team was Listen. just in the Super Bowl two years ago? Listen, if you give up this much 
And the fact that I feel like we have been talking about not just the NFL draft, but what the 49ers are going to do at three. I feel like we've been talking about it for six months. So the, the fa- and the fact that we can all make a case for Mac Jones, smart kid, the accuracy issues, more, more athletic than people might think, definitely more athletic than a Jimmy G. If you can make a case for a Justin Fields, look, you want a guy that, that loves the game. You want a guy that's athletic, that can extend plays. You, a guy like Trey Lance, who is the most upside of any of these guys, despite some accuracy issues, um, you can make a case for all three of these guys. So the San Francisco 49ers, to give up this kind of haul, they have to nail it. They just can't maybe get a guy who's good. They have to go out and get a franchise, like, difference maker with this pick. Now, when you think about when you think when I think about Mac Jones, I'm saying, okay, well, even if he does start, usually all quarterbacks struggle their rookie year. So, what can he do when the play breaks down? He has nothing. He can't extend plays. He can't run. So that's why I think the (laughs) argument for Justin Fields is much greater because you actually can put him in RPOs and actually use him with that. If where do you think Justin Fields? Do you think people move up and does Atlanta spot become the key spot if, if, if Fields drops? Because we're asking where does Mac Jones go if he falls? Where does Justin Fields go if 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 you know he's passed at four? The the Justin Fields conversation is so maddening to me. I just can't believe that this kid that um has played against has outplayed Trevor Lawrence that has that put up crazy numbers that can extend plays that is that athletic. You know, you talk about what's the direction of the QB position and you see who are the guys that on the football field, at least we talk about the Mahomes, the Deshaun Watson's on the field, you know, Lamar Jackson, like Josh Allen, you know, guys that, that, that defenses are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we gotta, we gotta account for a lot, a lot, not just a guy who's going to stand in the pocket, like a, like a statue. I, I don't want this to sound like I'm killing Mac Jones um, because I think the kid's going to be good. Uh, Justin Fields, though, you know, Atlanta, you could say, yeah, he could fit in Atlanta. But when you've got Matt Ryan, you got him for another couple years. Do you say, hey, this is our window? Like, let's kind of stack the stack the roster with a with a playmaker. Um, I, I wonder about Justin Fields, but I don't see any, again, the QB desperation. I don't see any of these QBs falling out of the top 15. I just think too many teams need an answer at that QB spot. Kimberly, since we're going quarterback hunting, let's go to Philadelphia and head coach Nick Seriano and okay. what he said. What do you make? What do you make of what he said about Jalen Hurts not being named a starter on April 21st, given the fact the season doesn't start to September? Okay, so initially I'm like, oh, come on, just get, just throw Jalen a bone, right? Like, <laughs> what does the kid have to do? Um, I think it's just coach speak, honestly. Nick Sirianni, you got to understand, Nick Sirianni is walking into a situation where he's trying to rebuild a culture from the ground up. Under Doug Peterson, that culture was fractured. Um, Nick Sirianni is a young coach, first-time head coach, who's, who's very big on preaching core values and principles. The biggest one, competition. So if in April 20th, 21st, he comes out and says, yeah, Jalen's our guy, we're good. 
You know, I, I think that kind of goes against what he's trying to preach within his own building. But if you look at the actions, you know, they traded Carson Wentz away because Jalen Hurts is here, because he, they do see him as an option for the foreseeable future. So I, I, all signs point to Jalen Hurts is the guy in week one. Will they take a quarterback either with the 12th pick, second round, third round, better yet, Will they add a young rookie quarterback to the roster this year in the draft? I mean, could they? Could they? Yes. At 12, I, I just don't see it 12. Um, only because if you were really interested in the QBs, you know, the top tier QBs, you wouldn't have moved all the way back to 12. You were in the sweet spot. Um, you know, anything is possible, but. A young QB in the third round, sure, that's a possibility. But this is a team that needs a lot. <laughs> it needs a lot of reinforcements on this roster. So I think their draft picks would be better served trying to shore up defense and, and get, get some more playmakers. That's Kimberly A. Martin. You can check her out as well on First Take, Her Take, giving us her take on her NFL draft nuggets a week before the eyes of the world will be on Cleveland on ESPN and ESPN Radio. It's been on for months, and I still ain't been on. I ain't checking it out. <laughs> nope. Until I'm invited. Uh, so what had happened? What had happened was. Um... All right. They're, they're respecting your sleep. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Bye, guys. See right. a subliminal hint there. Key apparently would like to be on the podcast. If oh no! I just I'm teasing uh, with her all the time. Well, there are three hosts of the show, so even if you know, you can always go to Charlie and Shanae as well. And <laughs> maybe one of them, maybe one of them will allow Key to be on. It's the really program good. Just it's a once. really good show. Really it great is. podcast. Here's the thing, Key. You mentioned it. It's almost like they have to bring in another young quarterback, not just to have the camp arm, but I think at some point or another, especially because then you can be at your most expensive position and be really under a very prohibitive cost. It just makes sense, all the sense in the world, financially, logistically, to bring in somebody else, not to threaten or challenge Hurts, but just have a camp arm in there is important. Yeah, they're going to bring a couple quarterbacks in. I just mm-hmm. I want to know if they're going to draft one. Yeah versus getting a guy in free agency. Because if you draft a guy in a certain round, that tells me something. If you take a guy in the seventh round, it's like, yeah, okay. But if you take a guy in the second. Like Hurts. Like a Hurts. <laughs> and it makes me go, I, oh, okay. I like David Mills. You get a guy like David Mills, a guy that has tremendous potential. You know, that could be a really legitimate threat to Jalen Hurts. Indeed. On the way, all the Kyle Pitts chatter. When's the last time a tight end was ever taken this high? The answer next.